January 20, 2022, it's Swap for Pedro Show.
Show. Happy Could be Thursday. Uh, <laughs> started off with the underground song of the Underground Railroad from John Coltrane, and then Boy Yakira, it doesn't help. And because of uh, my uh, co-conspirator with the Island Proj, which is like 12 years old now, I, I met him once and he came to one of my gigs. Anyway, the Island, which has got a release coming out on this uh, label out of uh, Harlem, Netherlands, and I got the two guys that are responsible for such a label and such a situation, and a very honor to have you aboard, Yannick and Marion. Welcome. Yes, thanks, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so these bands uh, that I'm going to be playing aren't you guys, but they're dudes on your label, right? They're the bands on your label, so you're going to have to enlighten me to their stuff and, and things like that. But I want to go back f uh, further before the label. Like, how'd you guys get into music? Who wants to go first, Yannick or Marion? I'll let you Nico first. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Yannick, well, please bring your earliest musical recollection. Um, I think. Uh, well, it all started with, of course, listening to music, which uh, I've been doing uh, from before I can remember. Uh, but then uh, I started playing piano because I had to. Uh, like my mom thought uh, I should play an instrument, and uh, yeah, I, I guess that uh, what you then do didn't really like it. Yeah, but then let me later, ask you about the experience. Was it because of the teacher? Uh, it was also because of the music, because it was just pop classical stuff, and okay. I kind of hated that, yeah, like sure, the sure. basics. Uh, tracks, but later on I uh, really found more stuff in classical music that I really like, like uh, more like drones and uh, experimental stuff and modern uh, classical. So, but yeah, my teacher didn't have uh, all of that, and of course, without the internet, you couldn't really look it up yourself. No, you would have to find somebody who was playing something like that. Now, how old were you at that time? Uh, I think I started uh, when I was maybe six or seven or something. Wow, and you were already looking for adventurous music. That's great. What, what about at school? Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? No, we uh, 
didn't really have any of that uh, at school. Okay, um, that's why I asked. That, that happened here, yeah. too. It, it all depends on the situation. What was the first record you bought with your own money, Yannick? Um, <laughs> it was actually, um, uh, like, do you know the, the Smurfs, the cartoon? The blue guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, a CD with music from uh, that cartoon made by some Dutch television host. It was horrible. It was set to, like, 90s rave music. To not yeah. hammer but, on a thing. Well, I asked that kind uh, of question because you only have a lot of money when you're a kid so i'm curious what you spent. what was the first gig you saw Ooh, um uh, that is gonna be really hard to uh, because it was probably something classical uh and but an actual rock gig was probably some punk band in the local venue that i forgot what it was but it was just like a punk uh, thing that went crazy okay, okay. remember it's a lot for lo- people so there's bands. no there's no uh, hard questions and there's no wrong answers so no <laughs> just be calm about that now uh the piano did you get into thing you know the thing uh, like probably junior high or high school stuff you you after school in the afternoon you do the garage band the basement band the bedroom band did you do that stuff with the piano uh no i actually didn't use the piano for writing at all the whole uh, band thing came when uh i started playing guitar because uh yeah uh, friends of mine also played guitar and then uh, I uh, very soon started playing bass because, well, all my friends already played guitar and we needed someone to play bass. Ah, I'm and... kind of a prejudice that way. Uh, uh, t- tell <laughs> yeah. me, what was the first bass guitar that you got? Um, I actually got a quite good one right from the start, uh, like a, a Mexican Fender Jazz bass. Ah, okay. M-I-M. So it was not, sorry? M-I-M they say here, but it's actually Hecho in Mexico, right? Okay, but that, I, I had one of those. Uh, they, really good player, really good. Yeah, you, you, can, you know, you can shit hoard. So if you ain't using it, I, I give it, put it back out in the pool so other people can play. Ah. It, so, but uh, what about amplifier? Um, back then it was uh, a brand called Marlin, like the the fish with the the sure. pointy nose. Yeah, they don't taste good, but they're big fighters. Yeah, uh, but it was that brand. I'd never seen any uh, amp like it. I still have it, uh, and it actually sounded kind of good for uh, what it was. It was just like uh, 50 euros or something, and uh, yeah, it did its job. Small? Yeah. Yeah, so the good drummer the drowns you out, the uh, big guitar players drown you out. Yeah, that's that's a problem, but maybe a good practice amp, and I'm glad you hung on to it. Do you remember the first gig you did on bass? Uh, yeah, it was in a studio. Uh, uh, house where I was living and there was a party and uh, we used that as an excuse to uh, do a show. Okay. And, and how did and, it go? Uh, what was the name of the group? We were called Sparkle Motion back then. That's a good name. Uh, yeah, from uh, the movie Donnie Darko, there was like a girl band in there, like a dance troupe, and they were called Spark Emotion. Okay, and okay. Uh, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, uh, the band lasted for a little bit. But, well, what about um, that gig? Would you call that gig a success? Yeah, it was okay, but it was more for uh, the fun of it. Yeah, of course, and, of course, but I'm just, come on, I've done a lot of gigs with people through shit, and it was disasters and stuff, so I ask about <laughs> that stuff. Now, were you scared? No, not really. I still get scared. Uh, uh, See, that's why I ask this kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, like, um, I, I think I don't really have the stage fright, but uh, I'm more a bit frightened that stuff just goes wrong. But that's because uh, later on I started playing with a lot of synthesizers and all that stuff, so there was always cables, um, uh, you're, like, you're not really about working. Equipment, equipment problems. You're... Yeah, that was the main issue. Well, my main issue is pilot error. You can't blame What's the that? airplane, right? It's a pilot error. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> okay. ah, just like uh, playing the wrong notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that shit happens, right? But then when hardware lets you down, like a bad cord or a bad p- patch or something, yeah, a bad... Uh, like, I just did a gig last week where some guy came up once. Uh, there was a dude on stage pissing. So this guy comes up to beat his ass, and he steps all over my stuff and unplugs me. So I'm out of the race, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> that sounds wild. <laughs> yeah, it still happens, right? 40 years of doing this, 50 years, and still this kind of shit happens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mary, uh, Liquid till stage is not a good idea, though. Yeah, and I didn't know, because I was, I was paying attention to the band leader. The sax man told me that. He said, it smelled like piss up there. So, anyway. And Marin, your, your, your turn. Please bring your, because uh, I got you up, I got up to date with Yannick from his first gig and stuff. Let's bring you to the same place. So, please bring your earliest musical recollection. Um, I think um, what I remember most is uh, playing saxophone. That's why I, that's what I started doing when I was eight or nine, I think. So, that's what I uh, remember as my first experience with now, doing how'd you something get on with there? music. What, what was it through the school, or did you just pick it, or private lessons? Yeah, what? What? I, I did get the choice, and then I I chose saxophone. I have no idea why. In retrospect, you, like you're talking about at school. At school, they gave you a choice. Uh, no, no, my same with Yannick. Like my parents were. Oh, your parents. Just, okay, okay. Yeah, they were just like, okay, so. It's good to have a musical education. Sure, sure. Today. I think that's fucking bitching, man. Those are, both yeah, of you guys yeah. have some bitching parents. Much respect. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, because yeah. some people, man, you, I, I have on the show, they have to fight their parents to play, and they're here. You're, 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 you got the choice and stuff, so you pick saxophone. So, so what were you well, like, we, like an alto, a little one? Uh, alto, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and at first, it's, I struggled to uh, get some sound out of it, of course, as of a course. kid. But then, at some point, you're uh, kind of get the the volume to play it, and then it's it's kind of fun. <laughs> right, right. Now, did you do any music in school? Um, not really. Just lessons, and then you know, like a, a, a performance with the group, with like all the students and those kind of things. Yeah, like a recital. Yeah. Well, also like for. The, the parents, you know, it's like yeah, we showing call those, what you've learned. We call those recitals. things recitals, yeah. Okay, yeah. And they're, they're kind of pants shooters, right? It's like getting in front of the class and having to give a speech or some shit. They, they can be scary. So, in a way, that was your Definitely, first gig, yeah. right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Now, yeah. were you like Yannick, where you went to guitar? Yeah, I went to guitar after that, yeah. But a, a funny fact that I played, I had saxophone lesson with uh, an, another uh, kid from the small town where I grew up. Yeah. And I didn't see him for 15 years after that. And now I'm playing again in a band with him. Wow. <laughs> and now he's playing bass and I'm playing guitar. So it's kind wow. of like well, it shows coming back you. together. Right. <laughs> don't, don't bur- we say don't burn bridges, right? Because you might exactly, <laughs> yeah. use one to cross a river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we just, Oh, that's but in the end, we cut up again. Yeah. But then I, I, I didn't play after such fun. I didn't play anything for couple of years and then kind of rediscovered my uh interest in playing music yeah. well, let, let me ask you first record you bought with your own money it's definitely not something good um i think it was like uh backstreet boys or something all right and the first gig you saw <laughs> um first gig where i was really performing my own music no no with, no uh, no no not where you're oh, performing your own music first gig you saw like for oh, example, first gig I saw. for example, me and D Boone, the first concert we saw was T Rex. T Rex. We were That's fourteen cool. years <laughs> old in nineteen seventy four. Yeah. I think the first concert that I really chose to go to No, nineteen seventy three, I'm sorry. 
Martijn komt er ooit nog bij jou in het laadje geld?
Watt for Pedro Show. That chunk of music started with the Asbest Boys. This is off uh, Marion and Yannick's label here. How, how do you pronounce your label? Hirtrauda. Uh, yeah, I knew it. Half of it's in the throat, <laughs> people. Dutch is a beautiful language that way. But the other thing is the double letters, because we fuck them all up in English. <laughs> yeah, we have, like, the, the the downside with the name is that the G is, like, kind of uh, bad for people to pronounce, and the U is, like, something yeah, that... Yeah, absolutely. Think, why do you think, you Vin, have why do you think Vincent signed his name Vincent? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> we fuck it up totally, right? But But anyway. Yeah. So I'll let you guys pronounce your own label. But it's a great label. I love the music. So so Ab, uh, start off with Asbest Boys with Penis Boys. And then Dan McGuire <laughs> and Steph DK out of uh, Toledo, Ohio with Beer and Freedom. Uh, brand new from Electro Capra. Huh? Capra, this is an Italian band. And Capra is goat, right? Electric goat. Huh? Crying cock. And then from the island, this is, you guys are going to release this cassette. This is a tune off there called Auto Return. Me and... Uh, Steve Howe. People, it ain't the Steve Howe from Yes. It's the Steve Howe from Canada, Montreal. Uh, then Paranoid State. This is a Dutch band. I think maybe either Den Haag or Amsterdam. Maybe Amsterdam. Which one? Paranoid Sorry? State. Um, I don't know where they're from. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, they come to my gigs and stuff, and they just made a new album. A great uh, Gideon, bass man. I'm named Gideon. It out. Yeah, and this tune called Emptiness from their new album. Bombas Prendon. D.C. area of the U.S. Uh, Co Cosmicious Stommel. They got trippy tiles. Korean Town Acid with Untitled from a new compilation of a very adventurous music. Northern Jaw from here in SoCal with Good Son, brand new record. Head Cut. I think that uh, used to be Unlux. Singer Man's got a new band. Ojos and La Luna, right? Eyes of the Moon. And then something from you guys, the Beardy Durfs with Dead Poncho. And it's, it's Poncho people like uh, the, 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 the clothing you wear, like the kind of a cloak. Uh, so Beardy Durfs. What, what, no, let's talk about the label. How did the label get started? Um, uh, it actually is uh, kind of a, a funny story because um, I live in this house. And um, the houses in the street here, they have all names. Uh, and this house is actually called Gertruida. So that's why we kind of had to take the name. Um, but we started out... Um, you're, saying, well, you're saying that the pads have... They got addresses, of course, right? A number and a street name. But they also have a name themselves? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind like of old on, school. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't happen that much anymore. But uh, yeah, in this street... It's kind of old-timey. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the house is like over 100 years old. So, oh, um, great, great. And and probably named after the wife of the guy that designed it and built it. Oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah, and uh, Gertruda is like an old-timey Dutch name. And like even uh, in uh, the U.S., I think uh, Gertrude, Gertrude is yeah, like a name. Gertrude, yeah, I was going to say, Gertrude, yeah, Gertie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, I think, German more than it's Dutch. But uh, yeah, it made its way uh, to the U.S. as well. But yeah, I think, people uh, move well, around. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but most people with the name are old. Yeah, 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 but, understood. But, but yeah, uh, so uh, I used the house as a rehearsal place for my bands. And at one point, uh, there was this um, uh, Swedish band that was touring through Europe. And they had like a couple of gigs that uh, fell through. And they asked on Facebook, I think, uh, if someone uh, can give them any leads for shows. 
So I responded to that and said, like, uh, well, uh, I can ask some uh, uh, music friends over here, but if that doesn't work, you can always play in my living room. And I hadn't really thought that out much, but they said, like, let's do the living room. And then they uh, were coming to my living room and I had to figure out how to do a show in my living room. And yeah, we, went, we got a scene I, like that over here. They, they call them house shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly but over here, that's... Yeah. Yeah, over here that's not really a thing people do because we are living all so close together oh, yeah, and like the right. town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like no one likes that in a city. So, um yeah, it was kind of interesting and uh we actually did uh, maybe over 50 shows or something in the living room that went kind of crazy sometimes with people crowd surfing and uh, uh footprints on my ceiling and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we did that for a while. And at some point, we got to know so many uh, foreign bands, local bands, uh, and we had our own bands that we thought, like, yeah, it makes sense to kind of start a record label now. So sure. then we did. Sure, that makes great sense. Okay, so that's that's the roots. That's the foundation. And uh, what, yeah, was the yeah. what was the first release? It's an Icelandic art artist called Berntsen, uh-huh. which is uh, also kind of, well, the people who came to the house shows and to who knew us expected it because it's kind of like the was always the after party music at the house shows. It's very dancey and uh, uh, like retro and catchy. Um, but then, yeah, it's got it's like a a pink record and uh, um, full of electronic music. While people associated us a bit more with like obscure stuff, but. In his own way, it's of course still an obscure record. Now, now he played. You were using his music in between bands, but he also played the pad. Yeah, he did yeah. Okay, okay. Um, you know, I wasn't there, so you got to kind of enlighten me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was actually, remember, remember <laughs> I'm I'm trying to remember when it was or. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it was one of the later shows. Actually, like uh, we haven't done a show for a long time now um, uh, in, anymore, but. Uh, I think he was the um, uh, fourth to last or something. So, uh, yeah, it, it took a long time for him to actually play the show here. And, uh, okay, so you were playing his music way before he made an appearance. We had to where, come from Reykjavik or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I um, actually um, uh, go to the festival in Iceland uh, a lot, Iceland Airways. And that's where I uh, saw a gig of his and... Uh, uh, yeah, he uh, had only CDs of his first album at that time, but I really wanted to move into buying vinyl more. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to buy the CD. Uh, I'll wait for the vinyl. And uh, he was, uh, yeah, I asked him, like, when will that come? And he was like, yeah, I'm working on it. And then the next year I was there. He still didn't have it. And I said, like, well, what if we release it? Yeah. So okay. we did. So you helped him out. Yeah, yeah. Now, usually yeah. the bands that are on the label, they... Uh... They just bring you the music, right? Mm -hmm. uh, then you don't have a studio. They come and record, and they they give you all the artwork, all the stuff, and you, a kind of autonomous thing, right? Yeah, unfortunately, um, it's more like that nowadays. Uh, I don't know. It's unfortunate labels. because at least the artist is in control of their stuff, right? So it's not, yeah, yeah it's that not is a true. bad thing. It's not a, totally a bad thing. You know, there was a time when the bands were hardly ever involved with their own music. You mean yeah. about yeah. those '60s bands? Oh my! They had they, they told what the dudes what to wear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what the dick? What the shit? So tell me Which about this beardy. What, what's this beardy durfs? What's a beardy durfs? 
Are you asking who yeah, they are? Because I, I don't know, you know. Well, this is kind of like our, the whole beginning of our label is kind of just by coincidences. And these, That's all right. We, yeah, so at one point, through another musician slash instrument builder from the Netherlands called Yuri Landman, who like designed instruments for Sonic Youth and uh, other bands around the world, um, he did work a workshop in the Netherlands. And then he we knew him from, I don't know how we kind of met him, but we just... Also, uh, we're connected to him, and he did a workshop. And two guys from Copenhagen did the workshop, but they used all their money to do the workshop and didn't have any money left to like pay for accommodation. Okay. So then he emailed us, like, "Do you want to host them?" And we were, we were like, "Sure, fine." If if you say they're cool people, like, right, like right. Uh, of course uh, they can come. And then they stayed for like they were supposed to stay one or two nights, but they stayed for a full week because okay. we just started like making music, and they also just started a record label. So we were discussing plans about like like what they were doing with their label. So it was just like uh, yeah, I think we call it synergy, like, right? Synergy. You bring uh, different yeah. things together. Yeah, it's a bitch and thing. It's beautiful. So well, then the thing there's some, we're gonna have we to decided continue. to do like a Mar Marian, yeah, sorry. Uh, Yannick, we got to continue <laughs> because we got to the end of the first hour of the January 2022 edition the Watt for Pedro show special guests Yannick and Marion whole time for hour 2 January 20 2022 it's second hour of Watt for Pedro show
can you feel it? I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy If I had one Such oppositions are fearful to contemplate A beast that bears its fangs a werewolf An inadequate metaphor
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Treasure Grando. I desire. Um, it's it's Dofer. Excuse me for ruining your language. I'm sorry. I'm trying my hardest. Well, it, it's and, no language at all, so there's like no way to pronounce it really. Okay, okay. <laughs> then we had Wands Dover, a great musician out of Denton, Texas, and this big old piece he made called uh, Mobius Trip. This is part one, live at the Texas Theater. And then we had Hack Pichicado. This is uh, Pit, uh, out of Berlin from their new album, The Silver Threshold. Ben Salter out of Tasmania with Ake. And then Treasure Agrundo again with Says ye here? Says ye here? Maybe? You say it, Unique. Maybe it's another... I say says ye Okay, says ye Kind of French sounding, but not really. Okay, hip us to... Well, first let's finish that story with the Beardy Durfs. Oh, yeah, so I don't know where I... Well, the guys are conking at your house, and then you guys start jamming, and they got a label, you got a label, a synergy. Yeah, we... Yeah, and then we decided on uh, doing a split 10-inch record with two bands from Copenhagen and uh, the ba- two of our bands. So the, the song you just played with the... Oh, no, no, not the song you just played, but one of Treasure of Grondo. Dead Patrol. Uh, and one of... Yeah, and um, no, that's the Beardy Durfs. Yeah. So on the one side, we did the two bands from Copenhagen and on the other side, two bands from Harlem, which were our own bands. Right. And then we kind of like jokingly named it Copa Harlem and we kind of stuck with that. So oh, okay. <laughs> it's called okay. Copa Harlem. <laughs> you know what? We, d- we didn't talk about uh, Asbest Boys too. Where, where are they from? They are actually yeah. from ha- Harlem as well. Okay. Harlem guys. Good. And uh, yeah. And, uh, and Boy this Akira? Is actually, uh, what about Boy Akira? They are from Leeuwarden. Ah. And, and that's it's, a special part of Holland, right? They got their own language. Yeah. And the, 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 yeah. I remember a band Little name, Flag uh, with the Hearts. Yeah, there was a band, uh, the, the same name as Pick, right? Lull. In the old yep. days. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, I know which, them. Which in English yeah. is like cock or, you know, it, dick. In Dokkerman yeah. Localtia, you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I know them. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Why, what's not totally retarded? I do retain some stuff. <laughs> okay, now, 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 when did Treasure Grundle come together? Um, I uh, had that since, um, I guess since I was 18 or something and I bought my first synthesizer. Um, then it maybe was not yet called Treasure of Grundle, but very quickly I, uh, uh, found that name on IMDb at uh, uh, the name the internet uh, name of the movie series. database. People, it's a good place, good resource. IMDb.com. Yes, yeah. and, and so uh, and yeah, it's the name of a film or something. No, it was actually the first uh, episode of uh, this children's cartoon called Teddy Ruxpin. I think you had it in the US as well, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Last time it's, I watched about... children's television was Gumby, okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It was a little green yeah. guy made out of clay. <laughs> That's how far oh, yeah. Watt goes back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this was, it was like beginning of the 80s. Like it was also kind of before my time a no, little I bit. I was a Minuteman but... in the 80s. Fuck, I was playing the Paradiso ah. when it was painted black. Okay. Ah. Yeah, it was February, it was freezing. And some Nazis um. uh, tried to run us off stage, but we didn't run. They ran the first band off. And they were a small group of assholes. Uh, look. Here's here, here's the 
the, the what do you call it? The collaboration between those foreign kids and Treasure Grundo. It's called HD Sports Channel and Alfine. <laughs> That's a title. <laughs>
for Pedro's yeah, yeah. show. That chunk of music had started off with those foreign kids and Treasure Gundo. So those foreign kids, that's your band, Marion, right? And then yeah. Tre- Treasure of Gundo is Yannick's band. And this, <laughs> that tune was HD Sports Channel and Alf Fine. So another, uh, like, well, not movies, but kind of television connector. And then we had, uh, what is this fucking uh, title? Enter Gray Matter Time uh, Captus Infestation for Higher Consciousness Spine Tone Plea Tones from Rubber O Cement. That's out of Bay Area. <laughs> Organs after that from Ireland with the C with no color. Can tell because they put a U there, right? Our color don't have a U. And then, uh, which is okay. Fuck. Himmel, <laughs> it's called English. Uh, Himmel Schiff Excelsior with Sick Bay Clasp Part 2. So hit, I know a little bit about foreign kids and treasure Grendel. Hit me to Himmelschiff Excelsior. Well, that's yeah. uh, the two guys who stayed at the Ah, house. the, the Copenhagen uh, cats. Okay. Yep, yep, that's them. Yeah, and um, uh, they also, like, um, they played in another band at that point, but this was like their noise project, and we thought it was great. So okay. we, we said, like, okay, let's put it on the record. <laughs> Yeah. That's bitching. That's bitching. Uh, you know, uh, you know, because music's music in my book. It took me a long time to find that out, but fuck it. You know, I, fo- I forgot to ask you about Boy Akira. Yeah, they are like, a, yeah, they're like a, a side project of a, a band called Abdomen. That, uh, well, no, we didn't send you that, but uh, that's like, more straightforward loud rock uh, bands a little bit in the style of Mets. Yeah. Uh, and Boy Akira is their kind of like weird side project for that. Uh, that's more maybe, yeah, art, rock or something crazy. Like I'm never really good with genres and uh, descriptions, but uh, I guess something like that. Just a bit weirder. Yeah, man. I can't wait till genre shit is dead. <laughs> no. I just really I don't like thing. that idea. Yeah, it's Gulag and Berlin Wall and all that crap. Man, we don't need it. Yeah, I think it's from the days of labels, record labels. They wanted some kind of shortcut on marketing their bullshit. That's just my guess. That's just my guess. Yeah. So what do you look for, Marion Yannick, when you're looking at a release for your label? Like, is it just coincidences? Like, it seems like a lot of these projects that we've listened to, they just happen because they happen because of the situation, right? I think that's still the situation. Sometimes you make connections with people and then, you know, you find out they're making music and then you ask them at a moment, like, can you send me some of your stuff? And then you you find out it's really good and then you want to release it. So that's kind of like uh, a part of the scene. And another part is um, what also what Yannick uh, did in, uh, he went to, you, you can you can tell it yourself too. You went to Kiev and discovered oh, yeah. and made some. You're yeah. talking Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to uh, like I never really liked New Year's Eve, so I tried to go to weird places when that was happening. Uh, and I was thinking like maybe I can do New Year's Eve in uh, Chernobyl. Thought that was kind of a maybe funny thing to do, uh, which is not possible. Um, but I uh, eventually did New Year's Eve in Kiev, and uh, I was there with a friend. And like the one thing I always know is that if you're in a, a strange city, uh, like if you 
find music related stuff you can usually find like-minded people there Absolutely. that's like for me it's such a shortcut to finding cool people yeah Absolutely. and uh but yeah of course it was a bit harder over there because i don't really uh, like know anything about russian or ukrainian and i don't have any cyrillic uh options on my keyboard of uh like my phone and stuff but uh when i installed all that and figured some stuff out i started finding some uh cool uh places and gigs but everything was yeah hard to find there it was Eventually, we ended up in some old industri industrial office building or something, and there was like a noise gig happening. And um, yeah, we were just there drinking, and my friend had a sun uh, t shirt uh, uh, on, and like some guy started talking to him, like, yeah, that's a fucking awesome band, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And then we ended up uh, hanging out with those guys for the next week. And uh, yeah. Uh, they had bands, and uh, eventually released those bands as well. Happening. Well, you know, that's the whole thing about clubs, you know. Remember I was telling you T-Rex, our first gig we saw? That's arena rock shit. You don't talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. It's terrible, right? But yeah. there's something about being in places where you can rap with people, and, and music is the common ground. I, I, It's culture, right? I, I dig it. I dig it. And it's, yeah, it's... A it's, Something yeah, I didn't just even like, know. I did not even know it even existed as a teenager. I didn't know about that stuff till till the punk movement. Wow. Yeah, because I'm yeah. 15 in 1970, so my whole teenage years is the fucking 70s, which is arena rock. That's a yeah. lot to discover. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it ended up being also, the manure. Uh, you know, a farmer. If you want a good crop, right, you use a lot of manure. Well, that was the fucking manure. Okay. <laughs> that's the foundation yeah. look we're at the but end I, of the second uh, hour we'll have to pick this up next hour because we're at the end January 20, 2022 <laughs> edition okay. of Wap so hold tight for hour 3 January 20, 2022 it's the third hour of the Wap for Pedro's
fighting weak streams. Fears of the world, no, not again. Shining my knees, stopping, starting. Fears of the world, no, not again. Pedro show started the third hour off with strict note and treasure. And this is in Greek, but we got translated over. And then uh, DJ Flugelvel Ogimskip with Let's Go. And finally, Quee with My Niece. Now, is this the Quee from the U.S.? Yep. Yes. Because there's a seven inch on org music with uh, uh, Mike Watt on, in the second man on the other side. I, we, I, oh, I, you're I, on that. What's it called? A split seven inch? Split seven inch. That's what it is. Yeah. How, how'd you meet, how'd you uh, meet the Quee guys? Um, I think we set up a show for them, and then they stayed. Uh, they stayed over at the at at the house where Unique lives, the Gedrada house. Okay. Um, and they uh, kind of enjoyed staying there and seeing what we were doing. So then the plan was made to uh, discuss the release and in the end it turned out to be this 10 inch that we uh that we uh released with them you know there was a uh, early version of Quee that had david yow singing yeah yeah we we were impressed uh, by, by that a lot too yeah. well, i got to i got to uh, two years ago uh help flipper with bass on a europe tour and david yow was a singer oh big fan of that yeah he band. still he still did the artwork of the the 10 inch of Quee. oh he did so okay. there was yeah, yeah, it no. was, uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, a strange, fleshy unicorn uh, peeing on a baby. Ooh. So, okay. yeah, it's kind of odor, weird. That odor, too. I've I, I seen some artwork by David. Uh, he had uh, ex exhibited some uh, something downtown L.A. once for uh, some kind of benefit. Uh, tell me about Strychno. Um, yeah, that was actually uh, a demo Wait, was it a demo that we got sent? Or maybe it was a band that I just found. Like, I, I do these deep dives on Bandcamp every now and then and sure. through YouTube uh, playlists and videos. Bandcamp, great. The best yeah. place for music so, uh, so, for independent people on the Internet, I think. 
Yeah, I think uh, Strict Noir was actually a band that I found myself and then asked, like, uh, hey, uh, do you want to release something? Uh, and they were uh, really DIY and self-published, and they, um, but they still agreed to um, like do uh, some cassettes so we can just promote it, put it in a cassette club. And, um, so you, yeah, went, and, you I went actually, and searched them out? Okay. I I don't completely remember, it's but okay, I think okay. yeah, I did find them. But uh, yeah, with so many like we um, with it's so like many guys, improvisation music. Like who goes first, right? <laughs> now, yeah, now let me sometimes. Ask you, it, let me ask you about the island. How did you find out about the island? Well, Steve actually sends us um, a package of uh, multiple things in the mail out of nowhere. Like I don't know how he found us actually never really asked him but uh because yeah he's uh kind of um well sort of well enigma is maybe a big word for it but uh there's not a lot of information i think i actually like that so i, I i'll keep it that way uh but he just sent us uh like some stuff in the mail and uh we listened to it and thought like yeah this is kind of cool so let's do something with it we're in for like uh difficult music so uh let's go yeah, now, you know I'm playing the bass there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you know that <laughs> yeah. was Steve? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. That because was the interesting part for us, too. I, I met because... him just like you, same way you guys. He's very mysterious. I don't know much about him. I met him once. He came to a gig I was doing, and I said hi to him and stuff, but didn't even get a long spiel with him. So, <laughs> But you know what? Music is a kind of a language in, unto itself, so that's how me and Steve... I mean, but this is a great story too. Yeah. Well, go, yeah. ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was talking to you, but um, uh, I think it's a great story too. Like that, it's not like the standard like getting an email with a, a biography that tells how great the band is, and then oh, yeah. a link to the new record and a press photo that looks like all the other press photos. This was like something completely different. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, well, that's, that what, that's like, what I felt, why I got involved with him, too. The way he approached me, you know, is why not? And, and you know, yeah. in, in the Internet, it can be used for more than just spreading lies and hate. You can actually collaborate with some cat you don't even know. I made the yeah. whole, whole album with him before I ever exactly, met him, yeah. you know. And uh, he would just send and, me uh, these things. He'd play guitar and sing these songs. And I would try to come up. I was teaching myself how to record, you know, with the Pro Tool thing and all that home record now i do it almost every day i record something but i gotta give steve howe some credit for getting me going just to do the collab with him oh exactly wow. that's like the coincidence but also like we we at first we were like is this for real like <laughs> is this is not like something uh made up but then uh you know you start the conversation and you find out there's like just uh, a real person and a real story and uh also the way he approached, like it's not commercial at all, and that's also something that's great to find in Absolutely. this uh, musical too, landscape. <laughs> yeah, there's too much merch. It's you know drowning in it. Yeah, but, uh, look, exactly. Uh, uh, let's play. Uh, this th th this is a big jam you gave me, right? Death will occur. Thank <laughs> you. 
Eagles matches. Hallelujah. Ian Adam. Texas Alamo. Richard the Fifth.
Yeah, we... Watt from Pedro Show, last music for this edition. We had Foam, Rollins, Stobbitz. Mary Stobbitz was on the show uh, with Outside Vix number one. They gave me three tunes. I'm going to play it for the next three editions. And then last music, very last tune, big-ass jam, Death Will Occur. And get this title, people, The Dew in the Morning, The Rain in the Afternoon, and The Campfire at Night. Okay, enlighten us to this here. Your turn, Nadine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, the jam. Um, yeah, I. Um, this was, uh, I think I was like maybe 19, and uh, like I had a friend that, uh, actually, the friend I went to Kiev with, he uh, was living in this shitty room above a Chinese restaurant. And we just came together with uh, two guys I'd never seen before, I think, at that point. And we started playing a jam. And, uh, like, usually with jams, or at least I have that, that when you're playing them, it's nice. When you listen to uh, them back, you're like, mm, yeah, okay, it has good parts. But then you kind of uh, have to uh, make it into a song, which you, in a lot of cases, never do. And then it just... Uh, well, goes in your uh, hindview mirror and you never think about it again. <laughs> but with this jam, I think it actually is good, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's shit. It could also be the case because, yeah, I'm not like an objective person in this. <laughs> but I thought, like, why not put it out and see? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We call that balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so next, next plan for the gig, uh, for the label, I'm sorry. Um, do we have any, like, well, releasing new stuff, of course. Yeah. Um, well, we have, we have uh, yeah, we, we've been postponing a thing because of uh, the, the current, we still are in a lockdown here. Situation, in the and especially with the, the vinyl, I know there's big backlogs. That's why cassettes also are that, actually easier to put out now. We wanted to celebrate our 100 release, which was somewhere last year. Um, and we uh, wanted to do something special. Like, uh, we're, we're in the process of brewing a, 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 together with a brewery in Harlem, like a special beer and then combining it with a, like some music, uh, a playlist or something. Uh, wow. So hopefully we can do that this year okay, <laughs> and okay. celebrate it somewhere. Yeah. And you were, you were in the, uh, Yannick, you were in the Ukraine. So Pivo, right? That's how they call beer. Uh, Pivo. Uh, you know what we should do? <laughs> we should tell the listeners the URL for your label. Please spell it. Yannick, you can do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, Gertruida.net because, uh, well, .com was taken. Uh, but Gertruida is uh, G-E-E-R-T-R-U-I-D-A.net. Okay. Yeah. Lots of good stuff there, people. I went there, spent a lot, a lot of time, man, uh, bitching things. And, uh, and and you got practice coming up, right, Marion? Is this uh, yeah. th those foreign kids? <laughs> No, it's the, another brand called Fix Everything. Fix Everything. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> That's some wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. So is there uh, Fix Everything? Is, is this going to have a release on the label? Uh, yeah, we just released the album in December. Ah, great, um, great. I'll, uh, I'll send you a link. Uh, and Yannick, what do you got? Record. Do you still get your Treasure Grundo going? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm still working on an EP of uh, older songs. I'm also working on 
uh, an album of uh, a band that is kind of similar and everyone kind of left that band. So now I guess it's also Treasure of Grondo. So I might work those songs into it as well. Sure. And uh, I'm uh, working on uh, a shoegaze kind of project with uh, two former Treasure of Grondo members. And it might also still be Treasure of Grondo or maybe we'll fear, uh, like think of a new band name. I'm not really sure. I'd rather but, have you uh, go for a band name than a fucking genre name. <laughs> yeah. But look, when you both, both you guys, when you get new music for the label or your own bands, please bring it and come back on the show. Of course, be great. Yeah. My Thanks big invite because uh, I love having you on. I love what you're doing. Please keep on keeping on. People, yeah, the island uh, is out next week. By the way, okay, so, people, uh, island comes out next week. One week. It's three plus two. The name of the cassette, right? Okay. Yep. Uh, it's been the January twenty twenty two. 2022 edition of Pedro should keep you powder dry.